don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. I think being uncomfortable allows you to grow and it allows you to kind of live a life that no one else is really going to live. And it's all uncomfortable, right? Like making an offer on that first deal. It's not comfortable doing it, but you have to do it. Best ever listeners, before we jump into today's episode, for all my fix and flippers out there, are your financing costs eating away at your bottom line? And are you looking for a way to increase your overall profits by lowering your loan payments to the bank or maybe your private lender? Well, our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, you know Patch of Land, they've been on the show, representatives of their company have been on the show many times, they've been a sponsor of this show many, many times, they're back for more because they love you and they love working with the best ever listeners and they've got an interesting point of view on interest rates and that is that it's the interest rates that we are quoted shouldn't necessarily be taken at face value because perhaps a higher interest rate could actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan and they have a white paper on how that is possible and how that it can be applied to your fix and flip business to help your bottom line get more profitable and to help you choose the best uh, lender for your financing needs. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless, and they've got a white paper for you, and it will walk you through the way to evaluate interest rates in terms in general on your loan so that you truly are getting the best interest rate. Because there are some tricky things some lenders try to do to um, glaze over the fact that their lower interest rate, quote unquote, is actually higher based on some technical things that they put into it. So go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless and get that white paper so that you can save money on your fix and flip projects. Patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Craig Curlop. How you doing, Craig? Doing well. How are you? I am doing well and nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Craig. He is a financial analyst at a little known website called Bigger Pockets. He is a real estate investor. He's also known as a life hacker, and we're going to talk about that. He has a duplex, and he is maximizing the earning income potential of that duplex. We're going to talk about how he's doing that. He's based in Denver, Colorado. That's where BP's headquartered. With that being said, Craig, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm relatively new at this real estate game. My first property I closed on in June, but I just started getting interested in real estate probably last year around July. So I just did a bunch of research and all that stuff. and It just seemed to make a lot of sense. So after about six months of doing research and all that stuff, BP was a huge help for that. I decided to kind of take the dive in and buy my first duplex here in Denver. Tell us about the duplex. It's a top bottom duplex. It's about a mile and a half from the office. What I do is I rent out the top half conventionally. It's actually a two year lease and I Airbnb my bedroom out and I kind of made like a quasi bedroom out of my living room. So basically it's a two but one bedroom duplex and I'm kind of trying to maximize the amount of cash flow I can get from this property at this time. You rent out the top conventionally, that's what, 12-month lease? Yeah, it's a 24-month lease. Does the rent increase after 12 or is it 
one amount for all months of 24. I'm happy with the amount of rent I got. So I was fine with just kind of guaranteeing those 24 months without having any vacancy in between. Okay. So I kept the same amount. And what's uh, that amount? It's $17.50 for the top. $17.50. Okay. And you got that on 24-month lease and you do Airbnb, the bottom bedroom. Correct. And how much is that? On so, so obviously that changes, right? In the summertime, it's probably around 1500 or so. And then as the months get colder, so does the cash flow. And it's probably <laughs> about uh, probably about $1,000 is kind of the lowest month I've had thus far. Okay. How much did you buy it for? I bought it for 385 The mortgage payment on that with... I used an FHA loan, uh-huh. right? And so I'm going to have the PMI and all that stuff. So the whole PITI mortgage payment at the end of the month is just shy of 2300 So with the top being 1750 and the bottom, just say average about twelve to 1300 I'm clearing the mortgage by about $750, $700, hmm And so I set aside 250 bucks a month for all the reserves and all that kind of stuff. And the rest is just cash flow that I just put back into my investment and will help me buy my next property. And I don't want this to be passed over by me during our conversation you also live at this duplex, right? Yes, correct. You live there and you live in the living room? Yeah. The way I look at it is, I know it's probably not the most ideal situation for a lot of people, but I'm still relatively young and I feel like you kind of got to do things that other people aren't willing to do to be successful later on. So I'm thinking, okay, how can I hustle? How can I get the most out of this right now? And so I made like a nice, you know, I have still a comfortable place to sleep. It's just behind a curtain instead of behind a door. Um, <laughs> I really do. You know, people always make fun of me for it, but I really do enjoy it. You know, I get to like meet people from around the world. I talk to people every day. And the best part is, is that you have that roommate. So you have that kind of person to talk to. Then they leave in two or three days. So anything that annoys you is just out the window. Mm-hmm. So I really do enjoy it. And it's really not much of a sacrifice to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I love your approach. That's for sure. I didn't go as extreme as you. How old are you? I just turned 25 last week. Okay. Happy belated birthday. I wasn't as extreme as you're doing when I was in New York City, but I always had a roommate. My friends made fun of me. They said I was living like a college kid. I had a dorm style refrigerator. I had literally no living room, but you taking it to another level. If I had taken it to your level... The only way I could have done that is since I didn't have a living room, I could have maybe had two twin beds in my room and (laughs) I guess bunked up with a random stranger. They have one twin bed. I have another, but yeah, it is kind of difficult if you're sharing a bedroom with someone. I don't know. It get a little awkward. (laughs) Yeah, it might get a little awkward. Yeah. You live in a living room, you got a curtain instead of a door and you have the top rented out. You have the bottom as a revolving door. And you're making maybe a couple hundred dollars a month. More importantly, you're covering all of your expenses and you're building equity in this property. Yep, absolutely. And to top it all off too, it's also a mile and a half from where I work. So I I can easily bike to work in the morning. So, you know, my transportation costs are next to nothing. I buy a tube every once in a while for my bike and that's pretty much it. Do you bike to work when it snows? Yeah, the only time I don't bike to work is if I really need to do something after work that involves a car. But do you have you, know, do you have you have a car? Yeah. So I do have a car. Okay. I'm not sure if you heard about Mr. Money I, Mustache. Well Mr. Money Mustache, of course. Yeah. One of the things he says is for every asset slash liability that you have, you should have a form of income from that. 
that's kind of how I view it. And so I also rent out my car too. Oh, really? What service or app do you use? It's called Turo, T-U-R-O. And it's basically just like Airbnb, but instead of renting an apartment, you rent a car. And it, people rent it sometimes for a couple of weeks. Sometimes it's for a day, but it is by the day. So it's not like someone's just going to come for an hour, run an errand and then come back. And how much do you make on that on average a month? This is super volatile. In the summer months, I was making five, six, seven hundred bucks a month after I set aside a hundred bucks for like reserves for the car every month. Now that it's getting colder, I'm kind of just hitting that hundred dollars of gross a month. So I put aside a hundred bucks and that'll pay for some of my expenses as they come. But I've got a Toyota Prius, so the expenses on that shouldn't be too high. Mm-hmm. Tell us an interesting story and perhaps one that maybe will scare other people away from doing this. That way we really understand the downside of living in the downstairs with a curtain separating you from strangers coming in and out of your house every three days. Honestly, the stories aren't that scary. Sometimes you hear a little too much about what's going on in the bedroom. That is probably one thing that you kind of have to get used to. The other thing is that I actually had a couple from England come by and I walk into the house and it's like 85 degrees or something. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is the heat so high? And he's like, oh, sorry. They didn't know Fahrenheit. So they just like put it up as high as they felt like they could. And I was like, oh, I guess whatever. I I guess I can't blame you for that. But that's kind of like the, it's really the horror stories. And it's really not that often that I feel like uncomfortable or there's any bad situations happening. Usually you have great conversations with the people that are coming in. You know, I'm a traveler myself. And so seeing people travel and talking to these travels kind of satisfies my travel bug without having to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really great too. Do you have a significant other? I do not. In the event that I do get one, then you question whether the Airbnb makes sense or then I have the option of staying at her place. So we'll absolutely cross that bridge when we get there. To me, it's pretty clear the pros grossly outweigh the cons. With the pros, you meet interesting people, you create new friendships, and you have the financial upside for having this arrangement. And the cons, you come across sex noises and you have utilities that sometimes can be high because people don't know the difference between Fahrenheit and Celsius. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty compelling case for doing this, but given your circumstances where you don't have a significant other, it's a lot easier to pull this off compared to if you did. So props to you for doing this, and I'm really grateful that you are sharing your story. So what's the next deal? How does this evolve from here? So I'm going to continue working hard here at Bigger Pockets, and I'm going to continue saving as much as I can. And next year, after I have completed the criteria for my FHA loan, which is living in a property for a year, I'm going to try to buy the next one. It's either probably going to be another multifamily and do something similar, or I might buy a single family home because I know you can do the 5% down conventional loan on a single family and maybe rent it out by the bedroom. And here in Denver, that seems to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Renting it out by the bedroom, as long as you know the cons of that is you may be living with four or five different people. So it's kind of just like a con You're okay situation. with that though. You won't shy yeah. away from that. <laughs> no, no. I, I enjoy that, honestly. I, I kind of like living with people. Yeah. I guess I'm an extrovert. Well, we all have a need for community and connection, regardless if we're intro or extroverts. We all need human interaction and connection. It's just different levels that we all need it, in my opinion. No, 100%. Yeah. Uh, the 
title that you have at Bigger Pockets is financial analyst. I understand what that is, but what specifically do you do? I just kind of call myself a finance guy here. So at the end of the day, Bigger Pockets, it is a business and it's really a tech business. And so my main thing is to kind of keep track of all the finances put together the financial model, make sure that where our revenue stands and where, you know, if we're making money on a month over month basis and if metrics are down, figure out why they're down and kind of share that information with Josh and Scott and all those guys. And that's kind of like the core of what I do. And then, you know, I'm also out there exploring new revenue opportunities as well. One of the things we're launching over the next few months is we're launching out some state-specific landlord forms. So we've basically gathered a, a fleet of lawyers from each state and had them look over and review landlord forms. And we plan to give access to these forms to our users so they can be protected without paying thousands of dollars to have a lawyer look them over. Oh, it's outstanding. Will they be available for everyone or do you have to have a certain membership level? They will be available to everyone, but they will be for purchase. So I think it's going to be like a hundred bucks or 99 bucks to purchase the whole set of landlord forms. It's still at least a 10th or a 20th of the cost of actually getting this done yourself. Mm -hmm. So we feel like we're providing value as well. Very cool. Based on your experience with your duplex and being a thrifty and resourceful guy, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best advice is just to don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. I think being uncomfortable allows you to grow and it allows you to kind of live a life that no one else is really going to live. And it's all uncomfortable, right? Like making an offer on that first deal. It's not comfortable doing it, but you have to do it. So once you kind of get comfortable being uncomfortable, that would I say is the best ever advice that I think that I received that I kind of try to carry on each day. Normally I ask, can you give an example of how you've applied that in your life? But we've been talking about the entire example of how you apply it in your life. So thank you for that and certainly reinforces our conversation. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Today's sponsor, Patch of Land, has got document for you that you've got to check out if you're a fix and flipper. They show you how a higher interest rate can actually deliver a lower cost to your fix and flip loan. And conversely, how a lower interest rate could deliver a higher cost to your fix and flip loan. Needless to say, you got to know this stuff to identify the best loan terms. Go to patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Get this document, patchofland.com forward slash Joe Fairless. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at com. Okay, Greg, best ever book you've read? Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. What's the reason why we shouldn't split the difference? The reason why we shouldn't split the difference? That book is, it's just a great book. Basically, it's a negotiation book and what Chris does is he... He used to be a hostage negotiator. So it's an extremely entertaining kind of like sit on the edge of your seat type book. He also then takes it and then applies it to real life situations. And just some of the advice in that book, I think I paid 10 bucks for that book and the book probably has made me or saved me over $20,000. So I would just go out and buy the book right now. Done. All right. I'm buying it as soon as we get done talking. What's a mistake you've made on your duplex? I made the mistake of allowing a pet 
So for the up and down duplex, the noise, it's not very soundproof. And so you can always hear the dog walking and jumping off the couch or whatever it is. And even the the tenants told me that the dog doesn't bark, which is All stupid. All bark. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying a human doesn't talk, you know? Uh, and so I believed them. And when they're home, the dog actually doesn't bark when they're home. But when they're away from home, the dog pretty much just constantly barks. These guys are bartenders. And so they're not home until three, four in the morning. And so... That's kind of a mistake I made was allowing a pet in a property before understanding like the sound and all the acoustics of the place. Do the two people who live upstairs have to go through the living room and pass your curtain whenever they get home at four in the morning from bartending? No, no, no. It's, it's different units, just different doors. Best ever way you like to give back? I love to write for the blog and basically anytime I get information from other people, I like to do a bunch of research and then I like to kind of share that with the world. So I write for the Bigger Pockets blog and I try to share that with as many people as possible. I do try to donate a couple hundred bucks a month to various charities. I'm not, I guess, loyal to anyone, but usually just I see friends that are raising money for something and I'll always put in a hundred bucks here and a hundred bucks there for them. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? You can find me on Bigger Pockets. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter, but I never tweet and I'm, I'm rarely on there. So I would say Facebook or LinkedIn or Bigger Pockets are the three best ways. Okay. Noted. Well, Craig, thank you for being on the show and talking about how you're making it happen on your first deal. And you really are maximizing the earning potential and the human experience to go along with it. You're living a full life through this duplex that's for sure from getting to meet all sorts of interesting people making new friends and enjoying the financial rewards that come with owning a duplex and renting out the top and bottom so thanks for being on the show and sharing this with us as well as some of the miscellaneous things you talked about about other ways you are able to maximize your bottom line Hope you have a best ever day, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.